You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Cardinals baseball today on this Thursday, March 2nd, with our Cardinals reporter, Jennifer Langosh. Jennifer, a pleasure as always. And, uh, Jen, as if we didn't have enough reasons already to love Adam Wainwright uh, for everything he's done for this team on the field and uh, off the field uh, for so many years, uh, there's a great story that you alerted me to just moments ago about a, a big favor he did for a a uh, minor leaguer who was uh, with the Cardinals in a big league camp, and it's something that uh, you don't see every day. It's an act of uh, kindness and generosity that is uh, not common, but maybe for Wainwright it is because he's that kind of a guy. Just kind of give us the, the details on what he did for this young man. Yeah, Matt, this is a really cool story. So Adam Wainwright, um, earlier this week, as he drove to the ballpark, um, he saw Ryan Sheriff, a minor league pitcher, walking uh, to the ballpark. He noticed it one day, didn't think much of it. Saw it a second day. The guy was a little bit further away. Thought, oh, that's interesting. Saw it a third day and decided, hey, I'm going to go approach Ryan and see what the deal is. And he found out that Ryan came down here. He doesn't have a car. He's been walking to and from work about 10 minutes each way. So Ryan you know, said he didn't mind. He offered Ryan a bike. Ryan said, no, thank you. Offered him a car. No, thank you. So Ryan goes about his day. He walks home last night, and he suddenly gets a call from the clubhouse manager who says, hey, we've got a rental car here that has your name on it, a Nissan Altima. Adam Wainwright had purchased a rental car for Ryan Sheriff. I talked to Ryan today about this, and he said that when he got that phone call yesterday, it brought him to tears, that, that no one had ever done something so generous to him. Um, and then he, in turn, found the perfect thank you gift for Adam Wainwright. He went on Wainwright's Twitter bio, read a little bit about some of the things that Wainwright likes, and bought him a gift card at Chick-fil-A, some sweet tea, and some barbecue sauce, which Adam Wainwright described as the perfect and the best thank you gift that he's ever received. So, yeah, just kind of another one of those stories to add to the long list that Adam Wainwright has had and developed in his career. You know, Adam speaking today about it said, you know, when I was a young kid in Major League Camp, I started wearing um, kind of tattered polo shirts to, to the clubhouse, and one day Mark Mulder bought him all new polo shirts. So this is something that was done sort of to him in a different way and he wanted to pass on as well. Yeah, paying it forward, uh, that's what it's all about. And I can't speak for Adam, but if somebody got me a gift card for Chick-fil-A, it'd bring me to tears. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about him. Did he t talk about that? <laughs> yeah, well, he loves it. I mean, he, is, he, he, he called Chick-fil-A his love language. In other words, it speaks to him in ways that I think other things don't. So um, he found it funny, too, that while Ryan Sheriff was trying to find some barbecue sauce, because Adam is a big um, barbecue uh, aficionado, he ended up accidentally buying A1 steak sauce. But it was the thought that counted yeah yeah sometimes you know what we're all human we make mistakes but as long as the the thought and the intent is there at the end of the day that is really what matters so that's a that's a wonderful story about adam wainwright and like you said just add it to the laundry list of wonderful stories that we've heard about him over the years uh jen as for his uh, on-field performance uh, he made his first start of the spring uh today as we're speaking here on a thursday against the atlanta braves they went a couple of innings gave up uh, two three runs but I think what he was most pleased about, according to you, was that uh, his, his secondary stuff, his breaking pitches, they look good to him. Yeah, he's really excited about where his curveball is and actually uh, shared a story with us today after his start 
Um, about, about a week ago, he went home really frustrated about feeling the, not feeling like the grip was right on his curve and trying to figure out how in the world am I going get, to get this pitch back, a pitch that, you know, through much of 2016 was kind of elusive to him. So he turned on his computer, he went to MLB.com, and he remembered a tutorial that he had done with Al Leiter about four years ago in spring training in which he kind of went through the mechanics of throwing the curveball and the grip. He watched this video, and, and the light bulb went off in his head. He realized that he had been using for the last year an incorrect grip on his curveball so he summoned his wife into the bedroom he asked her to stand about 10 feet away he grabbed a baseball and started flicking curveballs to her and all of a sudden he felt that the pitch was back so while you look at Adam Wainwright's line today it's not overly impressive he did give up two home runs um, in two innings of work but he was again thrilled about where he feels like that curve is and of course you know all of us who have watched Adam Wainwright for so long know the importance of that pitch in his repertoire. Yeah, no question. So uh, MLB.com, in addition to supplying uh, countless hours of video content to millions of fans across the world, when Adam Wainwright goes 25-0 and and wins the Cy Young, he'll have MLB.com to thank for his resurgence. I'm thinking positively, but that's, that's a great story, too. Uh, great stuff from uh, Adam Wainwright, both on and off the field, uh, in just a what 24-hour span here. He's he's done a lot. Uh, he's had a good uh, couple of days or couple of day, uh, as such the case would be. Uh, Jen, let's kind of transition now to some uh, aches and pains that some guys are feeling uh, in that same game today against the Braves. Matt Carpenter uh, not in the lineup. He was scratched with some uh, back stiffness, I believe. And then yesterday, uh, Wednesday's game, Luke Weaver, who pitched uh, late in the game, uh, departed uh, due to back spasms, I believe. I don't think it, it doesn't sound serious, but given the rash of spring training injuries we've seen befall the Cardinals in recent years, I feel like I got to do some due diligence here and just, you know, let's reassure people this is not one of those. It's just a minor thing. So kind of kind of talk about Weaver and Carpenter and where they stand right now. Yeah, I mean, as, as you noted, the, the good news is that the Cardinals, you know, saw both of these moves as precautionary ones and actually complimented both players for alerting the medical staff, you know, with the early stages of some back stiffness instead of trying to play through it and then perhaps, you know, the injury exacerbating and getting even worse. So, you know, Luke Weaver tested out well today when he went back uh, with the training staff after coming out of the game early yesterday. I would expect that we'll see him in a game again fairly soon. And with still a month left to play, he's got plenty of time to build up um, the innings he needs to be ready to start the season, whether that's in St. Louis or AAA, um, but out of the rotation. And with Matt Carpenter, um, same sort of thing. Just, just felt a little bit discomfort today. The treatment he went through today seemed to he responded well to it. The Cardinals would expect that he won't miss much time. Um, probably, you know, the only wrinkle in there with Matt Carpenter, of course, is he is scheduled to leave for the World Baseball Classic on Monday. So if there's something that that persists, even for just a few days, that could put his participation with the WBC in jeopardy. But as of right now, um, both Carpenter and the Cardinals believe that that's going to go on as scheduled. Yeah, and I, and I think this is pretty common for, you know, any team at this stage of spring training. It's, you know, you work out the muscles, uh, unlike you have in the past, you know, three, four months, depending on how long your season went, and there's going to be some aches and pains, nothing more to that. And hopefully that is the case here for both Weaver and uh, Carpenter. And as you said, uh, Matt's going to be taken off for the World Baseball Classic soon. Uh, Carlos Martinez already has as he's part of that uh, loaded Dominican Republic team in his uh, lone start of the spring. He looked like, well, Carlos Martinez, uh, three scoreless innings. He faced uh, the minimum. Is there, you know, even though we're excited to see a guy of this talent and this caliber represent his country and everybody is supporting him, is there still a little disappointment for the people, you included, who, you know, are covering Cardinals camp that you just, you want to see this guy 
develop, you know, in front of you in person, uh, especially coming off signing that monster contract. And it'll be fun to watch him, uh, you know, for the World Baseball Classic. But to not have him there in camp for a couple of weeks, it's got to be a bit of a letdown, isn't it? Yeah, and there's an element of uncertainty, too. And actually, General Manager John Mozeliak addressed that earlier today, that, you know, he's still seeking a little bit more clarification from the Dominican team as to how they expect to use Carlos Martinez because Carlos, he got his first great relief start in this week. If the Dominican team rides all the way to the championship round, Carlos Martinez won't return to camp until there's one week left. And that would essentially line him up, you know, to make one final grapefruit league start. So, you know, those weeks in between, this is a guy who we don't have to, you know, to say it, but he's, he's as important to this rotation as anybody else is. So the Cardinals want to make sure that Carlos is getting enough work, um, but also not getting too much work too quickly. A lot of these guys, um, you can call this an exhibition tournament or whatnot, but these games count to these players. And so a lot of times there's a, a worry that they might ramp up a little bit too much too quickly so um, the Cardinals would probably prefer to keep their eye on Carlos the next few weeks even though publicly they're going to support um, his World Baseball Classic participation but it will be interesting to watch again the usage that he gets um, probably the good thing for him is, is while it is a very loaded Dominican team he, he looks to perhaps be the ace or number two pitcher on that team so I would expect he'll get work um, the Cardinals just hope it's not too much yeah, it's a balancing act uh, for the World Baseball Classic. It, you know, everybody is supporting it, at least publicly. But like you said, there's there's going to be some fingernail biting and some anxious moments if you see a guy out there doing a little bit too much because you have to be a little bit uh, delicate during the spring and making sure these guys, you know, you achieve that balance between getting them ready but not overtaxing their arm after some months of uh, inactivity. So it'll be interesting to watch how that develops uh, here in the next few weeks. And as like you said, in, in all likelihood, the Dominican Republic is going to go, you know, to the finals or, or darn close to it because they have such a great team. It could put uh, Carlos uh, out of Florida for quite some time. Uh, Jen, to begin to wrap up here, Lance Lynn uh, back on a big league mound as he continues his comeback from a TJ surgery. Just kind of talk about uh, the feedback he provided you uh, after his starts. And I got to think that even for a, a veteran guy like Lynn, probably some nerves out there because you don't quite know what to expect, you know, physically or mentally as, you know, you're back on the mound after the most uh, major surgery that a, a pitcher can have. Yeah, and he tried to downplay the occasion afterwards, but there's no getting around the fact that this was, um, you know, a notable outing for him. And you know, he's 15-plus months removed now from Tommy John's surgery. He had faced um, hitters at the very end of last season during a couple of minor league rehab starts, but this was his first chance to, to test his stuff out again against major league hitters. So um, it, it went okay. I mean, he didn't look great, but it was also a February start, and pitchers don't typically look great in February. So for him, the fact that he was able to make it through healthy, um, he's able to, to now he'll probably make five more starts if he wants to to get ready for the season. This is a key critical guy for this Cardinals rotation. Perhaps we didn't talk about him enough last year when we talked about the Cardinals rotation struggles, but if they can get Lance Lynn back healthy and as effective as he was in 2015, he not only can, can be a guy who can give you 200-plus innings, but he's going to give you a very, very good 200-plus innings. And not to mention the fact, too, that this is a contract year for Lance Lynn. So, um, you know, he could set himself up for a very nice free agent payday with a strong season.
Yeah, absolutely. That certainly uh, plays into it as well. And uh, I, I dare say that uh, he is the biggest uh, X factor for this Cardinals team as they uh, look to reclaim their throne atop the NL Central here in 2017. A lot of it is going to hinge on Lance Lynn. And Jen, to wrap up here, uh, the beat reporters for MLB.com have been asked to just give us some some memories and some stories uh, from your years on the road uh, covering your respective teams. So it doesn't have to be a particular game, but just uh, any any quirky, weird, funny moments that may stand out from your travels. Uh, what What's kind of off the top of your head in that regard? Yeah, the one story that comes to mind, it was probably two seasons ago. I was leaving Milwaukee after covering a Cardinal series there, getting ready to, to fly back to St. Louis. And I show up at the airport, and I go through security, and it catches my eye that there's nobody else in the security line. And I start to walk down the terminal, and everything's closed. Not a person is in sight. And I sit at my gate, and nobody's there, not even a gate agent. I eventually get on the plane, and I find out that I am the only passenger on the entire flight. So I enjoyed a solo flight home from Milwaukee to St. Louis that evening. It was a little bit of an out-of-body experience. Um, you, you kind of make friends with the flight attendant because, well, that's the only person she has to talk to. Um, and one of my favorite parts of that story, too, is that when she went through her whole safety spiel at the beginning, um, because they kind of use rote memory to, to, to bring that out, she reminded me that, of course, if we lose cabin pressure and the mask come down to make sure that I put mine on before assisting the person next to me. So <laughs> that gave me a really good laugh. But it's the only time in my career that I have ever ridden a jet all by myself. Now that begs the question, what time was this flight? It wasn't that late. It was an evening flight. It was after a Sunday afternoon game, but I, I believe it was probably around seven thirty, eight o'clock. It wow. wasn't excessively late. Um, she, you know, the flight attendant explained to me that it's a newer flight, and obviously it, it hadn't been that popular thus far. So I'm guessing that this flight is no longer in existence. I'm not sure how much they made off of, you know, just one passenger. <laughs> So for one glorious trip, it was Langosh Airways, correct? That that's pretty cool. That's, it was uh, <laughs> the pilot. The pilot came back to sit with me for a little bit. Got your, you know, pick of whatever seats, whatever beverages you wanted. So it was a cool experience, but again, a little bit of a little odd. Yeah, little little odd, but a, a certainly a unique story that uh, not many people get to tell. But uh, you you can check that off your list. So awesome stuff there, uh, Jen Langosh. We appreciate the time. And we'll do it at this time next week again. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, St. Louis Cardinals. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.